hello and welcome to Hot Girls Code, a podcast all about software development and being a woman in tech. I'm one of your hosts, Lola. And I am your host, Orti. As students are starting to return to university for the semester, we thought it would be a great time to talk all about studying software at uni. Some things we wish we knew before we studied. But before we get into that and relive our past trauma of university, shall we express some gratitude? This week, I'm grateful for the snack drawers in the office. We are very, very lucky at the company we work and they provide us with lots of snacks. Like we have chips and M&Ms and like those harvest pea snaps. Those were my favorite today. Those were my go-to. And like, it's been a bit of a tough day today, you know? I've just been like so tired. Auntie and I were just talking about how tired we are. I think we're all always tired. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the snacks really helped bring me up today. So I'm very grateful for them. And what are you grateful for, Auntie? I am grateful for being safe and dry. So in Auckland, where we live, we've had some really bad flooding and a freaking cyclone. It has not been a good summer for us. Not a good summer at all. And it's, it's been really scary, to be honest. And I am just... Just so grateful that myself and the people closest to me are safe and okay and they have safe and dry homes to stay in. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's such a good thing to, you know, we've got to remember sometimes we're very lucky that even though these scary things can happen, we can still remain, you know, safe and warm and dry. So yeah, very good thing to be grateful for. Now on to the episode. While there are a number of pathways into the software industry, the way that both of us got into it is by studying engineering at university. Having gone through uni and then working full-time in the industry for a few years now, we've really had some time to reflect on things that have helped us to start our careers off strongly and what we've seen in the people around us. We've taken those reflections and insights and summarized them into five key pieces of advice that we think are useful for people who are studying something software-related at uni. Although, honestly, a lot of these tips can apply to a lot of different degrees. Today, we're going to go through each of those five tips and unpack them a bit for you. So let's get into it. Our first tip when you're studying at uni is to make the most of your time outside of class. Uni is such a fun time and you can make friends for life. So make sure you don't spend too much time stuck in the library and make the most of your freedom outside of class. I absolutely loved the flexibility and freedom that you get at uni. Like if you want to sleep in till 2pm and wear pyjamas all day while doing an assignment on the couch... You can do that. There's no teachers around anymore to tell you what to do and tell you to get back to your book. But you don't want to spend all your time stressed about your studies. And it's really important to have friends to chat about what you're going through. The friends you make can help introduce you to things and ideas that you'd never consider to get you out of your comfort zone, like taking you to that party that you weren't sure you were going to go to or joining that club that you were unsure about. Going to gym classes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, now that you mentioned that, unlocked a cool memory. Yeah. They can also help you to form your professional network once you leave uni. Your friend can recommend you for a role, or if you go to work somewhere where they already work, they can talk you up. I always find it really funny when I look back at, like, all the degenerates that I knew at uni, and now they're, like, qualified doctors and engineers and dentists and, like... Or teachers, and you're like, oh, okay, you're you're doing that. It's like, wow, you were just, like, some wild 18 and 19-year-olds when I met you, but no, that people grow up and then you've got a professional network. It is so weird. And you always hear that word networking when you're at uni. And friends are like, 
the ultimate kind of networking. You get amazing friends that you enjoy spending time with. And then bonus, when you go into the workforce, you all want to help each other succeed because you care about them. If two people I know were applying for a job at my company and someone asked me what I thought about them, if they were equals in every way, except one was my friend and then another person was someone that I vaguely knew for one class, I'm going to 100% back my friend. Wow, Orty exposed for nepotism. I approve of nepotism babies, okay? <laughs> you know what? They had to work hard to get to where they are. Oh, God, you're like Kendall Jenner. Like, I actually have to work harder than all the other models. I had to learn how to cut a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I do not support nepotism babies, but nepotism in the workplace... As long as your friend isn't actually really bad at their job, that's literally the basis of networking. In order to make friends outside of class, you can look into the clubs at your uni. Most universities have tons of different social clubs you can join. Like literally there's one for every interest. Our university had a meet club, as in you'd join the club, you'd meet up and you guys would just eat meat together like beef, steak. I don't know, sausages. <laughs> it was actually really cool because they'd have sausage sizzles every like week or every fortnight. And oh, so, so you were part of the meat club. Yeah, I was a poor student. I paid like a $25 membership fee at the beginning of the year. And then for the rest of the year, I got burgers. It was, oh, honestly, it's the way I didn't starve. How wholesome. <laughs> there were also things like the kite sailing club, a dessert club, which yes, I did also join. I joined that. A role-playing guild, a fashion society, a glee club, and an anime club. Like, all your bases are covered there. And it's cool because when you meet people in those clubs, you already know you have a common interest that you can talk about. I really wish I joined the glee club. Lola, I have... I've never told you this before. I did join the Glee Club and I was part of it for one semester. Oh my God. And then I left because like I was having some personal stuff going on and I was like, I don't think I can do like the time commitment. What songs did you guys do? Um, I remember one of them was Pompeii. Oh, nice. It's like, eh, eh, oh, I can imagine. It was really fun. It was actually really cool, but it was also like very intense. Yeah. So I feel like if you're in a Glee, or like if you started a Glee Club, I feel like you're like, ultimately committed to that glee club exactly and i had hardcore gleers we had an engineering specific like creative club that i'll talk about later called the engineering review and i kind of knew that i couldn't do both that and the glee club and still have time to do my like whole degree so you're telling me it was a classic troy bolton and high school musical situation where you had to pick between engineering review and glee club exactly except both of them were musical theater (laughs) things that put me on stages performing in front of people what do you mean you don't like basketball have you played, seen me play sports? <laughs> I have seen your coordination in the office, so I don't think I need to see you play sports. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good. And it's not just about joining clubs that is really fun and a great way to meet people. It's also going to help you become well-rounded and learn soft skills which make you a better developer. Things like collaboration and time management, communication, and depending on the club you do, there's so many more. A lot of clubs also have special committees with roles that allow you to develop your leadership skills, such as like a treasurer. You can take those skills and experience and actually put it on your CV, which helps you really stand out when applying for jobs. Also, when you enter the workforce where you have to work in a team and alongside others, you'll already have that set of great communication and collaboration skills. As Orty said, these are often called soft skills, and they're so underrated when you're at uni. When I was at university, 
as I said before, I was part of a club called the Engineering Review. And this was essentially roughly 100 engineering students. We'd come together and we put on a variety show that we'd perform at Sky City Theatre in Auckland, which is like a legit theatre. And it was super cool and really, really fun. Side note. My boyfriend was in the engineering review and that was when I first laid eyes on him when he entered the stage. And I think he was in a shirtless scene and I remember being like, hmm, that guy's hot. <laughs> Anyways, back to your story. <laughs> That's so funny. I forgot that. <laughs> and in my final year, I got to be a producer for the show. And that experience gave me so many skills I would not have learned anywhere else. And they have had a big impact on what I'm like at work to this day. I learned things about you know, organization, communication, collaborating with others, being a leader, being confident, making decisions, crisis management. These are things that I had to get really good at really quickly. And it meant that when I finished uni and I started my job in software, I was already pretty strong at these parts and it definitely helped me, you know, start strong and continue strong. And those are the things that you don't really get taught at uni. Like you really have to find those like extracurricular experiences to get that experience. It's got to be trial by fire or nothing at all. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) If there are clubs specific for your degree, this is another great networking opportunity as well. At the uni we went to, there was a club called WEN, which stands for Women in Engineering Network. There's a first-year orientation plus tons of networking events and mentorship programs that the club runs throughout the year. And that's actually how we first met. Oh my gosh, how cute. Cute, it's our origin story. Autie was in her second year and one of the WEN leaders, and I had just started at uni. And Autie was one of the girls who actually interviewed me to join WEN. I remember one of you guys asking me how I balance like extracurriculars and like uni papers and studying and everything. And I grabbed out my weekly planner, which I was so proud of because it was like both aesthetic, but also like very like good for planning and good for managing my time. And I just showed you guys like, wow, look, this is how I keep organized. And then I remember in my notes, literally like writing like, this girl is organized AF. I want to be her friend. I want to get to know her. Oh my God, you manifested it. I manifested this friendship. It was actually like such a nice way to meet people. And I remember one of the things I loved is, you know, as a woman in engineering, I spent a lot of time surrounded by like a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. And then you would go to these events and you would just be like, oh my gosh, It's a room just filled with people like me and women and it's just so, like, I don't know, just nice. At least you, like, breathe a little bit. It's, like, invigorating, eh? I reckon, like, just being around, like, a room and you're like, wow, look, a mechanical engineer, a chemical materials engineer, like, a few software engineers, like, and they're all women. (laughs) It really was so cool to have events like that where you could just be surrounded by like-minded people and they did the same degree as you and, and yeah, it it was really wholesome. And also a great way to meet other people who go on to being in the same industry as you when you graduate. On to tip number two, get your hands dirty early on. Software is a growing industry and there are so many tools and technologies out there, it can feel overwhelming. But something that really helps is if you've given some common ones a go on your own, you not only get the experience of using those specific tools and technologies, but it also gives you the chance to get a bit more experience with software in general, and that helps you to grow your skills. A really important tool you use in the tech industry very frequently is called version control. It's something that we'll unpack further in a future episode, but for the purposes of this episode, you can think of it as a way to safely store your coding projects so that if your computer dies, you don't lose everything. 
One thing that is super helpful at uni is to create a GitHub repository where you keep all your personal and university coding projects. Not only does it mean you have a backup if your computer dies, but you also get familiar with Git, the version control system that a large number of software companies use. I once interviewed an intern who said she had taught herself how to use Git and version control because one time she had a big project due and her computer crashed and she lost the entire thing. So then she had to do it all really quickly again. And she said after that, she basically was like, well, I'm going to learn version control and Git so this never happens to me again. And I remember in the interview, I was so impressed because I was like, wow, so you had this very stressful time because one thing going really, really wrong and you were like, okay, how can I make sure this doesn't happen again? And you learned a new skill along the way. Just wow. I love that. And if you're kind of confused by what version control is, I just want you to go back and think about any Word documents you've ever written for like an important assignment or whatever. And when you save it and you're like, final copy. And then you're like, save again. You're like, final, final copy. And then you save again. You're like, okay, actually this time, final, final, final copy. It's kind of like that. Like it's just keeping different versions. So you can go back to them if you need to. Moving on from GitHub repositories and version control, you could also try out technologies that you don't do at uni and create your own personal projects. A common thing I found people applying for our internships do is they create websites for themselves that act as like a portfolio or a CV. And within those websites, they'll link to the different projects they've worked on on their GitHub. We just talked about that. And then it's really easy to like go and check out what that thing they worked on was and how they built it all. Personal projects can be literally anything. Maybe a tutorial you followed and a technology you're interested in, and then you build more stuff on top of that. Maybe you built something in a hackathon. Maybe you build something to solve a personal problem that you have. Or it can just be something you build for fun to try out a new language. You do not need to build anything groundbreaking in these personal projects as you're just getting started. There are tons of simple tutorials online which you can follow step by step. Just make sure you don't copy and paste chunks of code in this instance. Go line by line and make sure you're following along. You want to know you understand what you're typing. Exactly. <laughs> One thing I get asked by students a lot is, are personal projects really important? And it's a yes and a no. If you don't have time because of extracurriculars or a job you're working or something like that, then that is totally fine because as we said before, there are skills you can pull from that and those things can help you stand out. But if you do have time for them, it can really help make you stand out and get that extra practice and experience and that helps you become a stronger developer overall. It also gives you a chance to be creative, you know, if there's a project in particular, if you have this really awesome idea you want to create. So yeah, definitely a cool thing to do if you want to. Now, linking back to the previous tip, sometimes the clubs you join have or need websites that you can work on, or potentially tools and technologies you can try out. And this is another way to gain experience. Tip number three is to get a breadth of experience while you're at uni. Uni teaches you great academic skills and helps you to build a good foundation, but there are some things you can only learn from working jobs. Some degrees will require you to do a certain number of work hours at internships, like Ortianize, where we had to do 800 hours, which sounds like a lot, but actually goes surprisingly fast in two summers. Our advice is even if your degree doesn't require you to do this, you should still get an internship. Internships give you the practical experience you can't get at uni. They teach you both technical and corporate skills. 
they're also a great way to get entry-level experience. You know when you look at a job description and they're like, requires experience, and you're like, yeah, that's why I want this job. I'm trying to get experience. Well, internships don't expect you to have experience. So this is your chance to actually go and get some experience well before everyone is asking you to have some. We spoke all about internships back in episode 8, so you should give it a listen if you want to hear more. But let's say you don't have enough technical experience to get an internship in the industry that you actually want to work in. Something we think is really useful is to work a retail or hospitality job. This helps with communication skills and teamwork skills in a professional environment. I mean, I know for me it made me appreciate that now I don't have angry at customers screaming at me. Didn't you have customers literally throw coins at you? I literally had a customer that was mad that our ice cream cost like $5 a scoop and he threw coins at me. And I'm like, I can't afford this ice cream. You chose to buy it. I used to work in an ice cream shop for context. And now you're really good at scooping ice cream. Yeah, but like I haven't quite had the time to shine that at work. But like one day... I guarantee we're going to have, like, make your own ice Ice cream cream party. Yeah, and that's when I'm going to be like, guys, guys, I'm a professional. I learned how to fold clothes working in retail. Does that count as a technical skill? I mean, it's a life skill. It's a life skill. In all seriousness, even if it doesn't develop your technical skills, working at a retail or hospitality job helps you learn how to work with different kinds of people that come from, you know, backgrounds that are different to you in a professional working environment. And that is something that is really valuable. Tip number four, grades do not matter as much as you think they do. I know that when you're at uni, you obviously want to do really well and achieve the best results you can. But the age old saying remains true. C's get degrees. And I'm not saying you should slack off and not care about your grades at all, but if you're a high achiever, sometimes you can set impossible standards to uphold at uni. And that can be overwhelming and really detrimental. You don't want to tie your entire self-worth to your grades because they don't accurately represent you. The skills that you're learning matter a lot more than the grades you get. And when it comes to finding a job, it's those skills and how you sell them that set you apart from the rest. Also, sometimes the courses themselves are stupidly hard or poorly taught and everyone fails and they have to scale it. There was one exam that I did in second year of uni and it was so ridiculously hard. It was all about data structures and algorithms, so it was quite a mathematical paper. And I remember, finally, when our exam results came out, I got like a 48%, which is just below 50%, so it was a failing mark. And I remember calling up my mum crying at like 11pm at night because I was like, I failed, mum, I failed. And look at you now. (laughs) All you've got left of that is the trauma. It turns out that that one failing grade didn't define me. How crazy is that? And you've done like a whole podcast episode about data structures and all that. So how much does one grade really matter? I remember one year I had an exam where the average grade for the exam was 37%. So that's average across everyone. Mm -hmm. And before I knew that that was what the average was, I was upset about my grade because it was like in the low 60s or something. And that was like, oh, so bad. And I was like, I have failed at everything. I am a fraud. I don't deserve to be here. I should just drop out now. The imposter syndrome kicks in. It hits so hard. And then when they scaled the grades, which is where they adjust everyone's grades to fit like a normal bell curve, 
I ended up with an A. So all that crying and that like eating of ice cream and getting mad at everyone around me. Wait until after they scale the test. Yeah, it was it was for nothing. I was genuinely just being dramatic. As long as you aren't failing a bunch of papers, you'll be okay. And if you do have a few papers that are way worse than others, you can always explain the context around why. Like maybe you had some personal stuff going on, or maybe it was a specific area you don't have an interest in. And that is totally fine. You don't have to get all A plus grades. A C here and there won't ruin you. Also, once you have your first permanent job and get like a year or so of experience, no one ever asks you for your grades again. So don't put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect. We're talking to you, young Auti and Lola, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Our final tip is to remember that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I totally remember when I was at uni and it felt like that stage of my life was going to last forever. And, you know, I was kind of like, oh, my God, come on, let's just get through this degree. It feels like a lot of pressure that you're under a lot of the time. Mm. And I've heard people at uni say they're worried, you know, that work is going to just be as stressful as uni and it puts them off wanting to do it. But just... Remember that during work you get, you know, your evenings and your weekends off, so you do have time to relax and unwind. Not to mention, you actually get paid for the work you're doing, which means the time you have outside of work, you can actually afford to do fun things. Especially if you're working in tech, it's uh, definitely a big change from that student budget. No more two-minute noodles for dinner each night, unless that's the lifestyle you want to live, then more power to you. You do you. And just remember, uni does go honestly so fast. It feels like such a short amount of time. So really make the most of it. I remember just like whenever I'd be staying up late to do assignments, just like wanting it to be done. I was like, mm -hmm. I want this part of my life to be over. Like, I'm so stressed. But now I'm like, at that time, I was just focusing on the stressful parts and I wasn't focusing on all the fun parts and mm -hmm. all the cool experiences and how much like it is such a fun time in your life. It is so fun. Make the most of it. And those are our five key tips for people studying something software or tech related at uni. They were make the most of your time outside of class, get your hands on the tools early, get a breadth of experience, remember that grades don't matter as much as you think they do, and most of all, remember there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Our next episode is about picking what to study at uni if you want to work in the tech industry. We talk all about different pathways into developer roles and the differences between them, such as computer science versus software engineering. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a rating and subscribe to Hot Girls Code wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at, at hot underscore girls underscore code keep up to date with the podcast and learn more about software development and being a woman in tech. Thanks for listening. Bye.